0: Economists, investors, policymakers, and reporters use all sorts of different indicators as guideposts to assessing the health of the economy. Some are purely informational and numeric, like job growth numbers and changes in GDP. But others are based on feeling, like consumer sentiment. They're basically asking someone, How's it going? and compiling all those feelings into a single indicator. Getting a comprehensive picture across the country can be tough, but there is one group that is connected to consumers and businesses alike that could provide us this valuable information. Community bankers are some of the most connected individuals in a wide cross section of society, whose very livelihood relies on the success of neighbors and local businesses, rural, urban, and in between. Today, I want to talk to someone who has examined, worked with, and promoted research on these community bankers. And I want to discuss a new economic guidepost, six years in the making, designed to use community bankers nationwide to take the pulse of America's economy. It's called the Community Bank Sentiment Index. I'm Matt Longacre, and this is Simply Stated. All right, so today I'm joined by Mike Stevens. He's the Senior Executive Vice President at CSPS. How are you doing today, Mike? Very good. Great, so uh, one thing I was just curious about, um, how long have you been at CSPS?
1: I will be uh, hitting my 20th year in November.
0: 20 years, so you've seen a, a lot of change um, in the state agencies. You've seen a lot of change in CSBS. Um, you've been around for a good bit of the history. And what did you do before you worked here?
1: I was a bank examiner for the Iowa Division of Banking.
0: So so you were a bank examiner. So today we're talking about community banks, and I'm guessing you uh, had quite a number of opportunities to examine community banks.
1: Uh, Over my 11-year career, I uh, examined uh, some of the smallest agricultural banks and then, uh, at least for Iowa, some uh, larger metropolitan banks.
0: Wow, so that means that you had a pretty good firsthand account of how those banks were tied to their local communities, their local economies.
1: Oh, absolutely. You you could see the difference between a uh, a bank that was uh, you know active in the community and and uh, profitable and growing, and the impact that that had on the community versus you know a bank that maybe had just had stubbed his tr- toe, got in trouble, had some type of of issue. The whole the whole uh,
0: community would feel that. So uh, this all boils down to kind of what we want to talk about today, which is um, we have this new Community Bank Sentiment Index um, that's trying to kind of get to the pulse of, of how community banks see the economy. But um, all this began with a research conference. So um, tell me a little bit about that conference.
1: So we have a, we have a slide that uh, Jim Cooper and I use when we talk about uh, the research conference, and the title of it is Driving a Better Public Policy Outcome. Uh, and that really gets to uh, to, to the purpose. Um, really, the conference from the CSBS side uh, was in, inspired by our CEO John Ryan, um, who just who had this belief that if we wanted to get to better public policy, better law, better regulation uh, uh, for community banking, that we needed uh, better uh, academic research, better data to help tell that story and to understand uh, the role and the value of community banks. And then um, as it happened, it actually aligned very well with some of the work and some of the thinking that the Federal Reserve system was doing. And so we ended up partnering um, with the Federal Reserve through the St. Louis Federal Reserve Bank uh, to, uh, to to kick off the, the uh, research conference.
0: And how many years has that been going on now?
1: So we uh, will be having our seventh conference uh, in October.
0: So um, out of seven years, there's been a bunch of research papers presented. Um, it's grown quite a bit over time. I mean, the number of people who, who, who go is the same, but the, you know, the, the presentations, what, what goes with it uh, has really changed over time. What's been the impact?
1: Yeah, just uh for a little bit of perspective Matt um the conference um uh, including this year um, uh, that what we have projected uh, be 78 different research papers that that uh, have been presented by the time we finish this conference um We've uh, done about 190 banker outreach sessions uh, that that the states do. Uh, We also, uh, part of this is the Community Bank Case Study Competition. So we've had six winners of of that in the years that we've been running it. And then uh, uh, something else that I think is a couple other features of the conference that I think are really telling and really uh, informative is the Federal Reserve uh, Bank of uh, St. Louis has been doing a video series where they highlight a community bank and the role that they play in the community. So we have twenty of those videos that, that tell a short story uh, about what a community bank does. Uh, and we've also uh, we have a scholarship program for PhD candidates. So those that are in the process of of earning their PhD, and we we've had uh, sixteen of, of those um, uh, PhD students come to the conference and as a way to encourage and help shape uh, their their future research and actually. Uh, uh, for the first time, uh, we actually have um, uh, academics who have uh, gone through that program, now are are full-fledged academic that have submitted research to the conference. Um, so I, I provide all that background because um, uh, to say that the conference has really exceeded our expectations in terms of the value that it's contributed to public policy um, uh, through all of this activity, uh, the research, the data uh, helps tell the story, helps prove the story of, of what community banks do. Uh, the you know the case studies and the videos kind of help personify it a little bit and, and uh, add a little more entertainment value uh, uh, to it, if you will. Um, uh, we get uh, uh, attendees, in addition to uh, state and federal regulators in the industry, we get attendees from the Congressional Research Service and from Capitol Hill, um, uh, really at the crux of where public policy is is debated and crafted. Um, and uh, we've also had papers from the conference that have been, uh, uh, and the national survey that have been cited in federal studies, uh, agency heads in their congressional testimony, and uh, members of Congress uh, uh, doing, doing hearings. You know, some of the things that, that we've uh, been able to glean from the research or be able to then support with data um, is, is really proving the fact that community banks continued to lend through the financial crisis. Uh, the uh, that there is an impact uh, of proximity. Uh, so businesses to their lender and uh, a bank to its regulator. Uh, and then really just an overall better understanding of, of what it means to be to have a relationship uh, uh, business model and how that kind of translates into to economic value.
0: So this is impacting not just the economist's view of things, but also policymakers as well. So you've got a whole bunch of different people coming in correct yeah and so um, you, you touched on something there that I thought was really interesting um, that you know uh, these these videos of community banks there was just one just a couple of days ago it was Bank of bird in hand um, which is a, was it de novo or is it still a de novo
1: it is past its de novo stage
0: so it's past its de novo now and it's and it's a bank in Pennsylvania that uh, that primarily caters to the um, Quaker community um, and they uh, were established primarily because the Quakers didn't have um, credit scores and they were trying to find ways to to pass credit on to this community. And so um, that was just a really interesting highlight to me. Um, I don't know if that stuck out to you as something that is unique about community banks. I mean, community banking is an experiment. experiment that doesn't exist in a whole bunch of different countries. So I thought it was really fascinating.
1: So and it's interesting that, that, that you raise that. You know, I, was, I sent out that, that video. just got released um, over the weekend. And I sent out that the, the link to our staff. Uh, we have a staff of about 130. And uh, they do a variety of things. And uh, so some are closer to the banking side than, than others. Uh, so I sent it out and, and encouraged them to watch it. It's a three-minute video. Uh, but I say all that is that, that I had three different staff members come to me with this exact same point uh, that... That they realize, they finally recognize that wow, uh, people without a credit score would have difficulty getting a mortgage loan without an institution like the like uh, Bank of Burden Hand that's willing to do what it takes to kind of overcome that very significant hurdle of a credit score, and that that is the value that you get with community banking, um, and that's just one example. But and that's just what what. Uh, you know what we've long touted is the the value you get from a community bank is that relationship business model that that lends itself to
0: customized
1: types of solutions that that meet the needs of the individual in that community. Uh, and and I'm glad you raised that video. It's a really good example.
0: Yeah, and what was amazing to me, just thinking, you know, I had a chance to go to a couple of these research conferences. I remember the very first ones were hammering home. We're not getting a lot of de novos. There's these hurdles to de novos getting these new banks being established, and once some of those hurdles were overcome, once we had you know some you know regulators take a look, had some rule changes, had some things just change, and the economy generally improve, you start seeing these de novos and Bank of burden hand was one of those.
1: yeah, they were actually during the crisis uh, uh, and uh, so they were. Kind of kind of wedged in in there in in the midst of in the midst of the crisis, kind of the early part uh and then um and then we did go through this kind of long drought for you know for a lot of reasons or regulatory issues and and the policies around de novo banks, but there was obviously a very challenging economic environment uh, and then you also had banks that that uh you know uh, were in weakened condition that were you know ripe for acquisition, so there were a, a lot of variables that went into this uh, um, uh, Decline in, in de novo banks, but but as you said, you know now the economy has picked up. Um, there's been a, a thorough review of the processes around a chartering a bank. Um, uh, we're seeing a noticeable uptick in in uh, new bank formation, which is is just a very unique aspect of the U.S. banking system, um, the ability to to do that.
0: Right. And so part of the challenge with that unique aspect is now that you have more banks, um, you have to collect more information about what's going on in all these banks. And uh, one thing that came out of the research conference, it didn't start in the first year, I think it started in the second year, was a survey. Um, So what were we hoping to learn when we started the survey? What impact has it had?
1: So the start of the survey, you know, well, really the start of the conference, we always wanted a strong connection, always wanted the industry to have a strong connection to the conference. Uh, so attendance was it was an easy thing, and uh, so we always have a good good uh, attendance of bankers at the conference, uh, as are invited by the by the state commissioner, um, and they they also then can have an influence over uh, shaping the research agenda uh, that that we want academics t- to pay attention to, and the survey is is part of that. Uh, so the state commissioners. Um, uh, Facilitate the distribution of the survey. It's voluntary uh, uh, to their banks, but it's it's to create a time series of data uh, to better understand the, the risks and threats and opportunities and plans that that, that community bankers have. Uh, and it is uh, so. It's been used for research. It's been used uh, just to provide uh, an overall assessment about how the industry's thinking and what what's happening uh, in in the industry. Um, uh, you know, Overall, I look at it that the results of the survey continue to feed the broader information train to better understand community banking and the impact that they have.
0: So that what's interesting me about that is that, um, again, kind of going back to this example, this uh, you know, bank of bird in hand is if you had um, a single banking system and you had only large banks and you asked them what's going on in eastern Pennsylvania, they could probably give you some numbers, some statistics. But when you have a bank like this that's so closely connected to the local community, you can get a lot more colorful information from them, you, a know, much better you know, idea of, hey, what's the economic outlook of the Quakers in Eastern Pennsylvania? That's kind of hard to get from, from normal data. So it interests me because now we're, we're putting together this community bank sentiment index. Um, and I'm just curious from you, you know, how do you see this playing a role? We have, you know there's indices for all sorts of things, but now we're talking about an index that's talking specifically to community bankers about economic outlook. How is it unique?
1: So, you know, well, you mentioned other ways to look at the economy. A lot of the ways that you look at the economy, there are many ways to do this uh, uh, that that look at it broadly. And uh, so, you know, we get the quarterly GDP number or the gross domestic product um, uh, number. And then there's ways that that are pretty well established to look at it by sector. So uh, the consumer sentiment index and the small business sentiment index. Uh, from uh, the National Federation of Independent Business and the Manufacturing Index. Um, and so we get these, these broader macro, uh, macro views of the economy, uh, but it's really the sum of its parts. Uh, and I think that this is one way to kind of look at look at those parts. So we go back to the uh, to the local community banker uh, who talks to these people and see what and, and, and really see what they're thinking. And then how does that impact and how does that influence what the bankers thinking about uh, about about the future? So I think back to my my time as an examiner that we talked about earlier. Um, and that local community bank, uh, especially in a rural community, is just a hub of activity. It's 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 uh, it's it's where people come to uh, uh, come obviously to do their business, but to talk about what's going on in their community. Um, you think about the civic leadership that community bankers are are known to provide. Uh, in, in their communities. And why do they do this? You know, it's, it, it's part of their duty to the community uh, for one, but also keeps them close to what is happening uh, in, in the community, what people are thinking about and, and what they are planning. Um, you think about it, a community banker uh, talks to everyone so it just happened. I was uh, in Iowa this weekend for a wedding uh, in a farming community and I was I was sitting uh, sitting there at the at the uh, reception and looking around at the uh, different people that that I knew and what their role was and so uh, uh, my friend whose daughter got married, he's a farmer, uh, part of a family uh, uh, farming operation in uh, in eastern Iowa. And I can see over there the manager of the local feed store and uh, a couple of the other business people there from a couple of the small towns around there. And then, then uh, who did I who did I uh, I finally land eyes on is the local banker uh, that I know. And he was the one who was talking to everybody just at the wedding reception. I don't think he's constantly doing business. There's a lot of uh, personal things going on there, but uh, they're they're connected to all of these people. Uh, the consumers, the small business people, the farmers, uh, and this is just a way to, through these targeted questions, uh, we can tap into what they know and what they're hearing and what they're thinking about the future. I think it's very exciting.
0: Yeah, and so we we know some of this, you know, qualitatively because we've interviewed these community bankers before for the research conference. Yeah, you know, we we sat down and talked to them and said, "How do you see these things?" And they've given you know their own personal answers for how they see their community doing and things like this. Um, but the sentiment index is kind of like trying to get the pulse from these people who are brokers and information about, you know, local communities. And so, um, what really fascinated me was uh, one of the research conferences that I went to, there was a paper that basically said these local community banks have an outsized role in business loans in their local community. And at the same time, they have just a bigger stake in the community because if the economy there doesn't do well, their bank won't do well. So they're, they're really invested in, in what happens in the local level. Which speaks back to what you're saying. So, um, it feels like this index is a way for us to get an idea from a cross section of American society how the economic outlook is looking. Would you sort of agree with that?
1: Yeah, it's uh, you know y- you look at uh, kind of back to those broader measures that we're used to about our economy, uh, and they are some of they are some of the parts. And this is uh, this is just a. Uh, a uh, segment of those parts uh, and from a very unique perspective. Um, the banker that is is talking to depositors, that is talking to people that are interested in, in uh, uh, borrowing money and making investments in that community or starting a business to a consumer who's looking at buying a house or buying a car, And uh, in addition to obviously, you know, the banker that's that's concerned about what's happening in the broader economy, what's happening in the state economy, uh, that pays attention to market interest rates and what's happening there, they these community bankers, when you really understand and appreciate what they do and the way that they do it, boy, they have a lot of they have just a unique perspective that I think will be um, really informative. Um, as policymakers are, are are looking at the environment, as the market is 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 looking um, at at the economic environment in, in the future, it's just a I think a a, a unique perspective.
0: And who are we hoping is going to pick up and take a look at this sentiment index?
1: Well, uh, so let me uh, I'll share this story with you. Um, our senior staff here at CSBS um, um, met on a on a retreat. Um, Earlier this year, it was kind of the start of the year, and we did this exercise where we had to go around the room and talk about something that we had worked on in 2018 Uh, that we would be proud of in 10 years. Uh, So I painted this picture of uh, uh, being in retirement um, uh, on a certain day uh, during the quarter, uh, but before I could go about my day, I had to turn on CNBC for the release of the CSBS Community Bank Sentiment Index uh, because it had become an important indicator of future economic activity. Um, because it's an important perspective, it tells a, it helps tell a story uh, and it'll help inform policymakers and and help inform uh, the market that that we create because of the role that a community banker plays um, that this index really means something um, and uh, then I'll probably go out and do something more fun than that, but uh, certainly not not as rewarding as working on this
0: and so uh, we have a first number from the first survey that came out or from a survey that came out um, or that we conducted over the past summer. Um, and as far as I understand it, the way it works is that there the index is uh, starting at a neutral number of 100. and then anything above 100 indicates a generally positive send, uh, you know, sentiment by community bankers on the economy. Anything below 100 is a generally negative sentiment. Um, and it'll take some time, I assume, several quarters to start calibrating, you know, generally how community bankers feel on on an average quarter and day, um, but. Uh the number that I think we have now is is what one twenty two yeah.
1: one twenty
0: two one twenty two. So that would indicate right now that community bankers are generally feel good about what's going on.
1: That is uh, that ranks as a really positive number. Uh, uh, we'll see kind of again how things level out over time. Um, it's uh, and we have a, a paper that we've published uh, uh, on this. Um, I, I should say the uh, uh, the people that uh, uh, we worked with here at at CSBS um, were. Um, uh, Dr. Bill Dunkelberg and Dr. John Scott uh, from affiliated with Temple University that helped us think through the methodology of this. And they've crafted a, a paper that we recently published that explains the index, uh, what the initial findings are. Uh, and, it's, uh, you know, and so then you get to slice and dice it um, in terms of what it means regionally. And so uh, uh, bankers in the southeastern part of the country uh, have a stronger sentiment than say, uh, and, and the weaker part of the sentiment is in the Midwest. Intuitively, that makes sense with, um, I, I think, with, with the um, uh, challenges in ag and the tariffs and uh, that you might might see more of a negative sentiment uh, in, in the Midwest. Uh, larger community banks are a little more optimistic than smaller community banks. So you can start to slice and dice this data. Uh, and that's where the time series and doing this every quarter uh, will really, really help with the analysis as we not only look at what the absolute level is. Uh, but start to break it down by bank and where you're located and what the trend of, of those numbers show.
0: That's really fascinating. Are there any other numbers that you saw from uh, the index, the one that we've just released, any sort of any responses that really stuck out to you or, or surprised you?
1: Um, you know overall, the banks are are uh, uh very positive on their outlook for profitability and franchise value i mean the value of their business and their their institution uh and I think that that kind of exceeded my my expectations um There is a question in the in the index about um the view of regulatory burden and this is probably one that that surprised us the most and and uh, the outlook for regulatory burden is not great uh it's 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 it tends to be negative and what is surprising about that i mean banks have been dealing with the increased regulatory burden for for some time is one of the reasons for this conference is to Hopefully, get get better policy so we we can kind of minimize some of that issue. But um, when you look at this at the current regulatory environment and the regulatory agenda of of the agencies, um, all very public, the principals are out talking about uh, different things that they're doing. Um, there's either you know some skepticism uh, 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 to that message, or you know they they don't feel that it's necessarily there for the long haul. Uh, that's something that'll. Uh, we need to better understand, but I think that was probably a surprising finding uh, from uh, from the survey questions.
0: Okay. And so now um, we've got to make a plug here. So right now from September 1st until the end of the month, we're collecting uh, responses from community banks for the next quarter. Is that correct? That is correct. And uh, what's the best way for folks who are community bankers to respond to this uh, quarterly survey?
1: So you can get the, uh, the, the link off of, our, off of our website. There's a blog uh, that uh, uh, I wrote that uh, has a link to the, to the survey there. So you get a little uh, description about what we're trying to achieve and, and the background on the blog. You get a link to the white paper that the professors published uh, and then a, a, a link to the survey there.
0: Okay. And what we'll do is we'll make sure that uh, when this podcast goes up, we'll include it there as well. I appreciate that. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Mike. This was uh, really illuminating. I really appreciate you taking the time.
1: Great. Thanks, Matt.
0: Thanks for listening. If you want to fill out the Community Bank Sentiment Index Survey, remember, you have to be a community banker and we will verify that fact. You can head over to csbs.org. We've got a big feature story on the homepage to help you find out where to do that. We've also got some information on the index over in our newsroom. Now, if you wanna follow more podcasts from CSBS, we're available on all the major podcasting apps, including Apple Podcasts. Just search for Simply Stated and press the subscribe button. This podcast is also available in our newsroom and you can get it straight to your inbox by subscribing to our blogs. I'm Matt Longacre, see you next time.